From Manhattan Associates, this is Nucleus of Innovation, the retail and supply chain podcast where we tackle some of the most important topics in the industry and learn how leaders are managing their supply chain challenges every day. I'm your host, Chris Shaw. I'd like to give a quick reminder to all our listeners that we're adjusting our podcast a bit for the next few weeks as we focus on the impacts and the outcomes of COVID-19 and what that will mean for manufacturers, distributors, and retailers in both the near and long term. So you'll be getting a short form of our podcast, but the plan is to do a whole lot more of them for you. I want to apologize today in advance for any audio discrepancies. All of us on the podcast here are quarantined at home, just like you. I want to welcome once again, Jeff Ball to our podcast, Jeff's a senior retail industry leader at Manhattan Associates. Welcome, Jeff. Yeah, appreciate Appreciate it. Glad to be here. All right. On this episode, what I want to do is explore the idea that this quarantine lifestyle we're living may actually end up driving some permanent shifts in our shopping behaviors. Certainly, grocery delivery platforms such as Instacart and Walmart Grocery and Shipt are seeing major spikes in sales, and many of those are first-time buyers for home delivery options. I heard a quote from Keith Anderson. He's a SVP for an e-commerce performance analytics company. And he said it could be a new population that's being incentivized or encouraged to try shopping a new way. Jeff, let's tackle this whole buying in bulk thing first. Uh, We've all seen the empty shelves and tried to buy toilet paper or paper towels recently. The demand shock that the system has been seeing, do we expect that to become a more permanent pattern of bulk buying for us as consumers? Will that continue in some way or do we think that's going to subside? I, I I fully expect it will subside. Uh, I, I think we've got some learnings from other areas in the globe that that uh, you know the virus hit first, uh, and they've they've started to move back to you know more normal. Uh, you know what what we've seen with the bulk buying. Uh, you know I, I think it's the unknown uh, that has driven you know I'll say anxiousness. Uh, and so people, as they, they, they try to get their arms around what the unknown is and how it may impact them and things like that, you know, you've seen the, the, the normal, you know, buying bottled water, uh, toilet paper, you know, the, the core uh, necessities from, from food staples. Uh, so hopefully that will subside. I, I think we've seen people starting to get adjusted now. Uh, still unsure of where it will go, but but we've been you know a few days into to or or weekend to to most of the the U.S. being you know in some state of quarantine, uh, and I think it's starting to calm down. So hopefully that will stop. Uh, but I you know we're going to start seeing spikes in other areas or or uh, uh, you know uh, things that people haven't been buying that they start to buy, and, and the key is how do we take the learnings from this initial uh, impact and, and, you know, do better for, for the, you know, stuff going forward. Okay. So from a retailer side, then, if we look at it, the other side, and we talk about learnings going forward, we know that over the last 20, 25 years, the move to just in time inventory to try and maximize profits and minimize holding times on inventories, particularly in the grocery industry, you know, the grocery industry used to hold three months worth of, items and material in their storerooms in the actual grocery store. And most of them have moved down to, you know, less than four weeks over time. It may be a little bit different in the hard goods side of things, but 
how do we see or do we think there will be any changes long term in the buying behavior on the retailer side as to where they're holding that inventory and where they're keeping that stock going forward based on sort of withering some of the demand shock, at least in some of the high demand items like the things that you were talking about? Yeah, obviously, I don't see retailers going back to, you know, years ago where they just had a, a whole bunch of inventory to uh, to hold. Uh, I don't see that happening. So the, the key is going to be, you know, maximizing the inventory you've got. I do think there will be adjustments on how you um, how you forecast inventory. Uh, and then, you know, I, I expect some adjustments on the communication and visibility of of inventory to customers and, and continue to enhance what's possible there so that you, you're still going to have this spread of inventory, uh, but how can you really communicate that to your customers and make it as uh, good a shopping experience and productive a shopping experience as possible, even if there's limited amounts there? So, you know, if you've got toilet paper and there's a whole bunch in one store, if the systems allow you to shuffle that, you've got good visibility, then you could spread that back out. You're not going to instantly go buy a whole bunch more toilet paper and put it everywhere. Uh, so I don't see those days coming back. Uh, but, but you know, increased visibility and increased communication to customers and maybe some advanced uh, uh, understanding that, that uh, you know, a rush on, on a certain good is going to happen. Uh, and you can, you know, we've seen limits put on toilet paper, on, on other paper goods, on, on certain food staples here recently. I could see that being a little more proactively identified and uh, communicated to the customer so that you, you know, you kind of calm the storm, if you will. All right. Well, even if the coronavirus pandemic dies down earlier than expected, let, let's say in the next, I don't know, 60 to 90 days, things are back to whatever our new normal is. What are some of the other behaviors that you think we're learning right now that we might continue going forward? Or at least we as consumers might expect retailers to be able to provide based on the learnings that we're having right now. Yeah, there, there are a couple that come to mind. Um, one is is around the payment side. Uh, you know, as as people uh, practice social distancing, uh, you see the the buy online curbside pickup and things like that. I could see curbside pickup actually uh, picking up more than it it was before. You know, maybe five six percent of of retailers were using it before, uh, and so that's probably going to increase. But around that, when it comes to payments. Uh, the idea of more contactless payments, less cash, uh, I think that will pick up. Uh, and around that, it's it's important. We were going to have a segment of the the population, the shopping population, that's never used it before. Uh, so retailers, technology providers, helping them understand what's possible, how to set it up, things like that. That will be important uh, because uh, people are are or more more conscious about, you know, cash and, and each, you know, person passing credit cards and things like that. So that's one. Um, the other one uh, is, is more, we're, we're thrust into a digital world now. Uh, obviously, a lot of people were shopping digitally before, but even more so now. Uh, and so, you know, the virtual shopping cart, the virtual 
uh, uh, you know, try on of, of uh, apparel and, and things like that. I could see us enhancing uh, that uh, technology and capabilities uh, so that, uh, you know, a digital shopping experience is, is more and more like uh, going into a store and, and trying on uh, things. Again, probably not grocery as much, but, uh, but definitely the other, other staples. So along those same veins of contactless, we know, I don't know, about two years ago, Amazon came out with the Go store concept, right? Had a couple of pilot stores where the consumer could walk in, pick up whatever the items they wanted, walk out, never talk to another human, never be stopped, never have to be checked out. And we know about two or three months ago, maybe they reached out and offered that technology to other retailers. Going forward, does that become more appealing? The idea for people who want to go pick up an item or need to stop to pick up an item that they don't have as mu- have to have as much human contact is it is it a viable reason for that technology, or do we still think that the Go concept will remain uh, kind of on the fringe of retail? I, I think it will be part of retail. The key is is technology has to advance for it to expand uh, to to you know. A, a significant number of the segments, just based on how you track items and 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 the shopping that goes on in a store. So it it will be out there, and I'm sure that uh, we'll you know we'll see it uh, being adapted and and tried in different areas. Uh, but I I think after things calm down here, uh, the key is more going to be around. Uh, continuing to enhance a digital experience, continuing to to uh, kind of blur the lines between whichever environment you're in when you're shopping, uh, and improving that. Uh, the technology for how you get in and out of the store could, you know, obviously it's going to continue. Technology is going to continue. We'll, we'll see that, but but more, uh, how do you make a virtual uh, environment, uh, as, as full and, and, uh, uh, you know, not knowledgeable as possible, uh, when, if somebody is choosing or forced, uh, to shop outside of a store. Uh, so I think that's going to be more the key. All right. So if we boil it down to one thing, what has this contagion experience taught retailers taught us as an industry about what we need to be doing or thinking about to be prepared for the next disruption. May not be another pandemic, but certainly there are always disruptions. What can we learn from this so that the next time the shock isn't so strong? Uh, We are always going to have to be able to, uh, uh, you know, turn on a dime, if you will, you know, you, we, we can only predict, uh, as much as possible. Uh, and, and so as flexible as we can be, um, and as we really need to have solid lines of communication out to our customer base, I think, uh, a lot of what we've seen here is, is people in the unknown, uh, are just wondering, uh, if, if inventory is there, if stores are open, if they can or can't go to a store. Uh, so the, the lines of communication uh, are, are critical here and, and sharing more and more information um, over communicating 
is is critical no matter what the the situation is whether in this case it's a it's a pandemic in other cases it may be more around uh, uh, around a, a you know hopefully a positive experience like a, a a big event that's happening in the area and has an impact on on shopping and, and maybe inventory great uh, if we can over communicate and continue to improve that I think that's going to make a big impact well Jeff I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast again today it's been really enlightening and I hope you'll come back and do it again soon oh thanks for having me I'd love to love to be back and talk some more <laughs>